So, uh, hi, Jeffrey. I'm Mark. <laughs> hey, Mark. Good to meet you. Uh, Jeff, Jeffrey? Uh, prefer Jeffrey. Jeffrey is good. Uh, yeah, so, uh, A, a uh, before we get into this, too far. Um, I don't know where I'm going to start cutting, so uh, this could go on. I don't know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But, uh... <laughs> A, thank you for volunteering to do the panel that is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, How'd you even get into that? Um, I didn't have, I didn't have, ask you. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, how how I got a panel approved? Yeah, yeah what, you just reached out to him, or well, yeah. So um, out here in Salt Lake, our event, uh, the the guy that owns that uh, bought what is it? It was it was the Imaginarium or something mm-hmm. like that. They own like three conventions. One was ATL, one was Tampa Bay, and one's Indiana. Um, so I know that guy. And so all of the admin stuff goes through the people here at HQ. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, I knew they owned it. So I just reached out to the people here going, Hey, who, uh, what's the process for doing, you know, asking for a panel down there. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, use this form. I'm like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, uh, and then I was like, okay, who do I need to talk to about, uh, uh, moderating a panel? And they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. talk to this person. I'm like, okay. So I got three panels to moderate. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, this one, I was just like, I just couldn't find enough people. And I was like, ah, damn it. You were going to be busy. Uh, I, I reached yeah. out to everybody that I knew though. And was like, Hey, this is the opportunity if you're interested. Yeah. I, I did. Uh, I did one in Denver last year, a uh, different panel, but I was able to, I, they're like, yeah, you can do it. And I was like, Fuck. so I had to, I had to find, I got, I got three people for that panel that were Denver locals. Uh, but that one worked out pretty well. And I'm, I'm hoping to get one here in September for ours. So, uh, that is what is but uh so are you uh well you know what now i'm just going to pretend that i've already introed all this and uh, ask you uh, jeffrey so you're a film critic in the atlanta area are you atlanta proper uh i'm just outside of it so i'm in that area to where everyone says they live in atlanta oh but right. te- technically i'm 20 miles um, outside of atlanta um i feel atlanta, I, I say salt lake i'm 30 miles north yeah exactly so uh, atlanta film critics uh circle i'm a member for them and then I write for two uh, platforms. Uh, also a poet, uh, English teacher, all that. Oh, you're an English teacher. What? Uh, what? Yeah. What? What level? High school? I'm teaching everything, man. I've taught college and I've taught high school. Uh, right now, I teach at a private school, so Ooh. I'm literally teaching sixth graders all the way up to. I think I just got a senior yesterday. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I, I literally teach it all. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got my master's in English lit. Okay. But I'm like, I'm like, the, I'm the least probably the least well-read master's degree holder that you'll ever meet actually i, uh, I would never judge anybody for that <laughs> I, I did a lot of reading but a lot of a lot of my classwork was uh creatively interpret the subject of the class so there was a lot of creativity in in my yeah. writing and they weren't they weren't these boring old papers that you normally wind up writing for your uh for your master's work yeah. which was nice and i didn't have to do a i didn't have to do a thesis which was even better okay i just did my, ex, ma- I did my master's is in creative writing Oh, is it? Um, that's nice. Yeah, so, bet, so, I, so I'm kind of in the same vein. I, I know what you mean. I'll bet you're actually published then. 
I have published a few things. No, 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 no. no. See, <laughs> now I can say that. I can say I have published a few things too. A couple of yeah. shorts and in, in the anthologies and I self-published mm-hmm. a novel, but that's okay. that's where it ends. Yeah. I wish I was published. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sadly, no, that is not the case. Um, but A, when I, so so B, thank you, or A, thank you for telling me uh, who you are and, 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 yes. and everyone. Uh, welcome to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. Glad uh, to be here. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, how long have you been a critic, by the way? Uh, I've been a critic since 2016. I didn't actually get into the uh, critics film critic circle right. until maybe last year. Uh, it took me a really long time to get in there. Yeah. You are my brother from another mother because I started this podcast in 2016. Mm-hmm. There you go. And last year, <laughs> middle of the year, they let me in the Utah Film Critics Association. Yeah. So right, I'm right there with you. English man, yeah. that's just creepy. It's creepy how many parallels there are there. Yeah. Um, speaking of parallels, then let's mm. talk about a movie that comes out tonight. If you're yeah. one of those people, or tomorrow, if you're you know actual release date people. Right. Um, this is going to be fun because I have no idea where you stand on the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. at this all. Will be interesting. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know what what your biases are. What you think mm. of anything else that Marvel has done. So let's talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Um, the third Ant-Man film. Can we let's let's see if I can find some common ground first before we see yeah. how far we diverge. Can we agree that it's still an Ant-Man movie? It is an Ant-Man movie. They have they have the family atmosphere in there. Yeah. Okay. So, Paul, so get, Paul Rudd does make an appearance. That, he does <laughs> yeah, make an that. appearance. <laughs> um, okay, fair enough. So so we agree it's an Ant-Man movie. It so is let's, definitely. Yeah. Let's let's lay the groundwork a little bit. This is not the first film in phase 5 mm-hmm. uh, of of the MCU, but it is probably the it's the most well-known property in phase 5. Yes, um, 100%. So far, I mean, we had Phase Four, we had Eternals, we had all the other stuff that came out. You know, we just had uh, Black Panther Two, Wakanda Forever. Yep. Um, but this is, this is like this is Phase Five. They can't waffle anymore. We are now. This film firmly it's, entrenches it's us now. in Phase yep. Five. So let me let me ask you: How did you feel up through Endgame? Everyone's through, everyone's one way or the other yeah. up through the end of phase three. So let's just your general impressions. How were mm-hmm. you at the end of Endgame? I felt good about it. Uh, it's constantly on the upward trajectory. Um, I myself was amazed, just like everybody else. Uh, we're sitting in the theater watching Infinity War, and everyone knows how it's going to end, but you still don't know how they're going to get there. Right. Um, but when we lost our boy uh, Bucky, <sighs> I still felt I still felt it in my heart. That hurt. Um, so I was feeling good. Uh, by the time they got to the end. There you go. Okay, so then we get yeah. to phase four, um, which is uh, not only post-Endgame, but it's where we start introducing the TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, how did you feel about phase four, cinematically yeah. and or serially? I, I'm just going to assume that I'm biased. Uh, I was like everybody else who so I was stuck at home uh, during the TV series. I got in way, way too deep with WandaVision. Um, I was that person that was on the uh, that was on the interwebs uh, doing way too much sleuthing, um, expecting the engineer to be Reed Richards. Um, I would admit that I was that person uh, making those posts and those tweets. Um, I enjoyed most of the series. Uh, I think I was just giving them all a chance, though. Uh, they took some risk. Um, I'm probably most critical of what's it called a Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, to be honest with you, there's something about that one that uh, 
wasn't really feeling, but every other one is like, yeah, it's not. Was it, no, no, that's, that's fair. What was it? Was it thematically Falcon and Winter Soldier? Was it? Yeah. Was for, it story, was it, was it, were there story holes? Was it what uh, generally me, speaking, Fal- where was it? Where was the yeah, lack? Fa- Falcon and Winter Soldier for me is thematically. Um, I feel like uh black Panther is 100% owning its blackness. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I feel like Marvel is trying to da- uh, dabble into it from a slightly more political standpoint, and a lot of it just didn't land for me. Um, I agree with everyone that thinks that it should have just had more space so they could delve into Bradley's story a little bit. Um, I would have loved it if it had been nine episodes. Yeah, which like which they wanted. I, but yeah. we don't know. We don't know how much more of uh, Isaiah Bradley we would have gotten. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. in, if we'd have gotten the extra episode or episode and a half. Um, it did. My biggest gripe is, I mean, you can argue whether it, it was more overtly, weirdly more. It was more contemporaneously political than, say, Black yes. Panther was. But Black Panther is really a political movie. Yes. I mean, so it's like you can't say politics did play. It's But it it's more contemporaneous in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree it, with that. It, it felt fumbled for some reason. It, um, it, 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 was, it was really hard for me to invest because, in it. And, and you could do a whole episode on this. It's it's because yeah. because they didn't commit one way or the other. Yeah, and I think I think a, an overarching theme of everything post Endgame is that Disney has failed to commit to mm-hmm. anything, and not politics, not right. None. They just they failed to commit. Yes. To, to, <laughs> so so that's where. We, so yeah. Um. I actually I'm I enjoyed actually Falcon and Winter Soldier was. Probably my second favorite series. Okay. Um, I, I really, um, I like WandaVision because, because it's so weird and so wacky. Mm-hmm. Intentionally, mm-hmm. they built it that way. And so I was like, any problems that you have? It's like, no, no, they, you can look at it and go, well, they literally did build it that way. Yeah. Toward Does it keep you end, up at night though? Toward, say what? Does it keep you up at night knowing the order that they were supposed to come out? Uh, you know what here yeah this this applies to the films too unfortunately a lot of it Mm -hmm. but uh yeah wandavision kind of flumbled there toward the end they lost an Mm -hmm. episode i think um and the whole uh agatha i think was a little clunky toward the end i like Mm -hmm. agatha you know catherine hahn is great so but that's it but then i liked falcon winter soldier and i was one of the probably one of the few people or i feel like i'm one of the few people that actually i'm i was a hundred percent okay with one line, with the exception of one line, uh, with Ms. Marvel. Because I didn't have a dog in that hunt. I didn't read it. I didn't know it. I mean, I broad strokes, I understood who Kamala Khan was. But, so I just went in and I was like, oh, you know what this is? This is that six months of Spider-Man's life before Tony Stark picks him up. That's what that is. And it's like, and you watch it like that and you're like, it's all right. And then they, they get, get to, to the that end. real teen, that teen story. Right. And so, yeah, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, and, you know, after the first episode and I kind of hit upon that realization and I was like, oh, if you watch it like that, it just totally makes sense. And until yeah. they get to the end, you're a mutant. And I was just like, <laughs> and just so you know, there's no yeah. filters here. So I was just like, fuck you. Yeah. She's an inhuman. But they're, they're literally trying to erase inhuman now from the Marvel mm-hmm. vocabulary. And I get it. Yeah. Uh, cause I actually paid to go see the movie in IMAX because I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was fumbled bad, but that you don't erase it 
or the you don't erase the idea just for that. There's better ways to bring mutants into the. But anyway, so yeah, so I liked I liked Ms. Marvel. Uh, I, I I I hope we get a season two. I hope she's good in the Marvels, yep. which comes out this summer. Um, I love her story. Um, yeah, I think she had it, said that she was a just a drama student at her school, and she was interested in getting into it. And people were like, "Hey, you need to go audition for this." And she yeah, I, I guess she tweeted like five years before yep. the, the thing when the, I, and I was just like, that's great. That's just awesome. That's like Luna Lovegood weird. Yeah, you know what I, I love, mean? I love the story. Yeah. yeah and it, yeah, but you know, and they, they touch on the partition and I mean, so the history is great. The effects are cool. Like I said, I was cool with it. Like I said, but I, I, I didn't have a dog in that hunt. So yeah. I was literally watching it in a vacuum. I was just like trying to appreciate the show for the show. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's all right. And until you get to mutant and I'm just like, damn it. Didn't they throw the, uh, did they throw the theme song? And on that one too, I know some people heard there, that. The, uh, oh, the mutant? The oh, they may yeah, have. The I don't dig that. Covers. I don't dig that deep. I, I yeah. there's those people that are like. Oh, I think I heard. I think I heard three three notes. Yeah. Of the, it's like whatever, man. You're 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 digging. There's three notes. It's like punk. It's three chords. You know, it's just, it's put together in a different order. It doesn't matter. Uh, and then we yeah. have the okay. So then we have the phase four movies. How do you feel about the phase four films? I'm I'm literally hot and cold on them. Uh, I know it's not the time, and we don't have time in the show right. to go over our ranks. But I don't think anything in Phase Four is in my top ten. I I don't. I think there was a lot of. I think the one that had the most potential. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really fair to say that because the one that had the most potential was Wakanda Forever. Yeah, but Marvel damned themselves by deciding not to push the movie back. They were in, they, they, they were, they were screwed no matter what they did with that. Yeah. Um, because if they recast him, half the audience goes, why do you, why did you recast mm-hmm. T'Challa? And if they don't, you get the, the output that we got, which is just clunkily put together. Yeah. Um, and the other half of the audience goes, why did you, why did you do that? So they, as, they, as smooth as I think they could have made the film with the choice that they made. Yeah. And it, but they, uh, yeah, but, but they were, it just, they rushed it. And mm-hmm. that, so, so I think a, they made the wrong decision by killing T'Challa, mm-hmm. but then they rushed out that effort. And I really, I, that just compounded that mistake. Yeah. Um, but I, the, the film that I think had the most potential is actually probably Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like way more than I like the internals. It's it's the only one I've watched multiple times. Like I'll put Shang Chi on in the background. Oh wow! While I'm while I'm doing laundry, I appreciate that film, especially you know how Marvel's a little weird about their solo efforts. Yeah, um, Shang Chi was good. It was it was good. It was it was seven. It, it's weird. It, there's uh, there, we have an expression uh, that we've used more than once. It, we we used it when we talked about the the Star Wars sequel <laughs> trilogy. Every single one of those movies. We're like, it was a disappointing seven because seven's a mm. pretty good movie, but we're yeah. like, eh, it's a disappointing seven, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah, but, um, but yeah, Eternals was just not good. Shang-Chi. I, I, I think the visuals were great. I, um, as an Iron Man fan, mm-hmm. knowing they were going to go into the 10 rings, I think they made a, it, it, it was a pretty wholesale change for how they did the Mandarin slash 10 rings. Um, I wondered if we were going to make it to Iron Man three, but it worked, but, but, <laughs> yeah. but that, but that change in Shang-Chi, it worked and it worked in that mythology. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, if you can make it work that I'm all for that. So, you know, even though I'm an Iron Man guy, but my actually biggest, my biggest problem with Shang-Chi and 
ironically, probably with most of phase four is mm-hmm. the over-reliance on comedy and most of it's stupid comedy. Um, Reminded me to bring this back up when we get, we will. And then, and then of course you get to Ant-Man Thor, 3, love yeah. and thunder in phase four. I wanted to love it. I knew I couldn't. And that's, really that's what to. real. Okay. Here's the thing. I love Thor. Yeah. Uh, I love what Brandon was trying to do. I love that he wanted to make this big godly epic Shakespearean monstrosity. And I loved it. And then the dark world, of course, historically terrible. Mm-hmm. And then Ragnarok, it's like, well, you know what? Watiti did pump some life back into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, but everything that really pushed my limits in Ragnarok is all of love and thunder. And I wanted like, to love. I wanted to love Ragnarok. Yeah. I'm one of the few people in my friends group that doesn't. I really I love I, it. I just I, appreciate it for what it is. It's just far enough. It goes. It doesn't go too far too often yeah. for too long. But in Love and Thunder, it's just all across all the, the line. It's all the way there. Yes. So that brings us to Phase Five, yes. when we get our third Ant Man movie. Who'd have thought we'd gotten two, one, much less mm-hmm. three, much less the, the Keystone. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the cornerstone, if you will, yep. of Everything. phase five. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Kevin Feige swears that this is the film. This is the film that is the most important <laughs> one since Endgame, which he said about every film yeah. since Endgame. Uh, Mania. First off, first impressions, love it, hate it, ambivalent. If those are my options, those are your I'm options. Where if do those you are fall? My options, I'm I'm in the middle. You're if in the, the ambivalent area. Yeah. You're in the you're in the four to six yeah. area. That that's fair. I I'm I'm literally right there with. I'm probably at the high end of ambivalent, but I love uh-huh. Ant Man. So yeah. again, I probably skew slightly more favorable a lot of times. There's a lot of I, I know we'll get there, but there's a lot of things I think the movie does well. Um, some other things uh, left me with a question mark. I ironically, my, my least favorite part. Of, of quantum mania is the fact that the entire thing takes place in the quantum realm Holy because it's all, <laughs> it's all CGI. The, yes. the great thing about the first two Ant-Man was it was literally in your living room mm-hmm. on the sh- sidewalk. Yes. And now it's in this big, regardless, regardless of scale, regardless yeah, of was, scale, that's life, where yeah. it was. And now it's just in this big, and you can say this about, you can say this about the other comic book films. Yeah. Um, a big CGI muddled mess. I almost looked at my watch. I couldn't believe how fast they got there. Well, it's only the only movie was only two hours and five minutes. Yeah, and remember, uh, like fifteen minutes of that is CGI company credits. Yeah, I don't even want to. I don't want to recount the entire thing. But we're at dinner. We've been to Baskin Robbins. Yep. Next thing you know, we're there, and I'm like, what? What? What happened? Because, well, because yeah. his child is apparently a genius. She became yes. a genius in the five years he was blipped. <laughs> she had plenty of time. Um, and and then, of course, Hank Pym gives her crash courses and personal tutoring. Mm-hmm. And they wind up there. Okay, so this, this, this movie is not doing well with critics, if you believe Rotten Tomatoes. Which I have to, because those are the... Rotten Tomatoes picks their critics. Yeah, I was going to say, those are our people. Those are... <laughs> I'm not a Rotten Tomato critic. Uh, my audience is not big enough, but 49%, I believe a couple hours ago is what it yeah. was sitting at. That is ridiculous for yeah. a pre-release critics score. Mm-hmm. Even Eternals was higher than that. Yep. 
Um, if anything, I think the critics, um, once again, are, are kin. I think they're becoming more and more critical of MCU movies, and their standard is going up the, for them as well. Yeah, I. Yep. That Marvel has brought that on itself um, yep. with the quality of phases one through three. Mm-hmm. Well, for the most part, phases one through three. But, but uh, no. So yeah. So my problem is that they they took the best aspect of the Ant Man story and threw it out the window and turned it into generic Marvel science fiction movie. Um, they gave you a small taste of it with their uh, the the dinner scene that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. You get the smallest taste of it, and then it never makes it back there. I don't know if every character is on screen together after that. Again. No, not till yeah, the again, end. Until everyone gets rescued. Well, yeah. yeah, no, not yeah, not not till the end. They Once they go down, they're the separated. They're separated. <laughs> they're separated. They're separated. Yeah. yeah, right until the very end in the climactic mm-hmm. battle with Kang. Uh, yep. Oops, spoiler alert. Uh, whatever. If you don't know Kang's in it, you have not been paying attention. I tried not to watch any of the trailers. I saw uh, that post earlier. I, re- I respect that. I well, because it, well, here's I'm a the, teaser trailer only, and I always give in and watch I, the second one. Well, here, well, f- I, I didn't start that until uh, <laughs> yep. uh, until like uh, No Way Home, because mm-hmm. you you hear enough yeah. about what's going to happen beforehand. So you're like, ah. Then the trailers, and I'm like, no, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. I would be at the theater waiting for a critics screening. Yeah. And of course, they've got trailers running on loop. So as soon as I would see or I would hear the Marvel theme, I'd like just walk away, cover my ears, mm-hmm. and come back in four minutes. And so I, I had steadfastly succeeded in not seeing a No Way Home trailer until a week before the film. And I took my wife to see a completely separate movie. And I was You're trapped in the man. theater and they showed it. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> But uh, no, I try to do. I try to do it because that didn't see any, right? So the 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 problem. The the thing with the trailers is that it's it they they're no longer really informative. Mm -hmm. They're if anything misleading, Mm -hmm. and and I don't want to be misled going into a film that I'm going to have to talk about. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like no, if I can avoid it, I will. I, you know, I try not to write. You know, because uh, there are market like the L.A. New York markets. They see it before before we do here in Salt Lake. Yep. Uh, so those early things come out, and I try to avoid those. But you'll see the headline, and you're like, damn it. Uh, so you so I I limit it to that. But yeah, it's 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 really hard. Um, but I'm I'm probably yeah. Critics should be hard on on Marvel films at at this point. I think mm-hmm. um, I think early on. Marvel, uh, they earned the right to get some goodwill from the critics. Mm-hmm. They put out enough, maybe surprisingly good stuff mm-hmm. to get them over the dark worlds and things, you know, those kind of little hiccups. So that by the time you get to Endgame, you know, you're evaluating all of that stuff at one point. Yeah. Everyone's the world is watching. The now. world is watching, yeah, and and they they put so so now again we you know we said Mar, you know Marvel and Disney have done this to themselves. Now you've set that standard, um, and if you don't live up to it, they're going to be harsher on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know they're not judging Endgame. You know they're not or the, you know they're not judging Ant Man against this Endgame thing. They're judging it against this. Mm-hmm. You know a little higher up. So now if it doesn't reach it, it's actually low. You know I mean it's like this inverse proportional relationship. So if, if it's not as good, it's even worse than it might be if you just kind of evaluated it as this thing. Um, but yeah, it's this, this movie, it's just, and then it's all over the place. 
I mean, in Endgame, yeah, none of the characters are together because they're all scattered across time. And it, so it's it's kind of the same here. They're yeah. scattered throughout the 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 quantum realm. And it's weird, but they all did manage to make it in at the same time, even though they they came in. Very convenient. Very Yeah, right? <laughs> so, I mean, even Ragnarok, uh, you know, when uh, Thor and Loki fell out of uh, the Bifrost, at the literally five seconds apart, they wound up on, on Sakaar a month and a half apart or however long Loki was there first. So yeah, the timing is convenient uh, in quantum mania. Let's talk about the cast though, before we get to Jonathan majors. Um, I think the cast is one of the strong points. The cat for the most part, I would agree. Uh, If you Um, just, if you look at them on paper again, Paul Rudd's back as, as Ant-Man, Evangeline Lilly's back as lost. We get Hank Pym. We get, you know, we get Janet. So, you know, we got Michael Douglas, we got uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. They recast Cassie. As an older child, Catherine I'm Newton. Fi- I'm still 50 50. Catherine Newton, that one. I loved in Freaky. Uh, the only oh, I other didn't know she was I've in that. Yeah, she I was need in to that. see that now. Okay. Um, and, and, well, that movie, that movie, she's good in it, mm-hmm. but it's good because she's playing Vince Vaughn playing a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. And Vince Vaughn is playing Vince Vaughn playing a teenage girl. So it's that's that's the dynamic that you have to watch yeah. in Freaky, but it's really, so she's really good. And then this one, I'm like, I don't know. Then we get. I mean, Jonathan Majors is back. You know, if you watched the Loki series. Can't say enough about it. Yeah. Um, which we're getting season two of soon. Um, but he's back as Kang. Now now he is Kang. He is not he who remains. And officially the Conqueror. He is Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> uh, we get... You get some side characters. We get some side... Okay, let me, let me ask you this. Bill Murray is in this movie. That is not a spoiler. We've now... Right. Everyone should know Bill Murray is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Did Bill Murray need to be in this movie? But hey, look, if you enjoy what you're seeing and hearing on the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, why not take a second to click subscribe if you're on YouTube. Click follow wherever you're listening to us. Uh, you know, follow us on Twitter, at VS Movie Podcast. Same over on Facebook. If you're on uh, Instagram, it's Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. That would be awesome for us. We appreciate you listening. And now let's get back to the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm assuming that he was interested or they just really wanted him and they threw him in there. Um, I didn't, didn't hate his character, but it could have been anybody else. Well, and I do, I do love the fact that he hasn't been eliminated. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, you get your, uh, you get your collector kind of thing where, you know, he pops up, he has more of a 
cameo in this than the collector did in his first appearance. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's 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 weird. So we get uh, in the quantum realm. Everyone's fighting against Kang. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of cribbing going on in this in this movie. They crib from a lot of movies. A lot of other material in this. Uh, did, was I the only one that caught the the Indiana Jones line? Where was that at? That was when we were having the awkward parental discussion about I had needs. Oh, and yes, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> what? Uh, it, her name was Linda, and we went out a couple times. Well, what happened? She wasn't you, sweetheart. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I seem to recall that in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I wonder if we're just at that point where we've where... seen all the movies. Yeah, to where the Marvel movies, they're not even referring to themselves. Yeah. They're referring to, like, the larger zeitgeist. Or yeah. Whatever, you know? So it, it was weird, I, but it jumped out at me. I didn't even have to think about it, and that's, yeah. that was weird. Um, but the other thing that I really wanted to say, and, and the, so, so everyone, Kang wants out of the quantum realm. That's, that's the plot of the movie. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, you can figure that part out, because Kang wants to conquer. Which is interesting you say that. That has nothing to do with Ant-Man. Which has nothing to do with Ant-Man, <laughs> except that he happens to wind up there yes. because his daughter happens to do something mm-hmm. and Janet's involved. Yes. Damn it, <laughs> Janet. There, that's my zeitgeist reference for the day. Uh, but no, mm-hmm. so they're there. And that whole subplot is Tron Legacy. And I was well, like, I'm going to be the only one. You have a one. checklist. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the only one. That that mm-hmm. that uses the words Tron Legacy when we talk about Quantumania, um, mm-hmm. but it is. It is just like oh my god. Um, there's but again, there's, there's some cool stuff. There, there I mean, yeah. it's it's cool to see the quantum realm. I don't know that we needed to see it for two hours. Um, they because, leaned into it really, really hard. Well, like the first twenty minutes, they're there. It was like uh, I, I I felt like I was watching the production team's pitch slideshow. For this is everything design. we can do. This is yeah. everything we can do. And Feige went, uh, <laughs> just yes, uh, yeah. it, it's all there. Um, the what was it? The was it slug horses? The slug headed was it, were they horses or horse looking things? But it was a something. weird combination. It was like, yeah, it was yeah. like a big slug headed horse. Um, there's some cool, there was another one that was stingray shaped, yeah, one flying that flies around. yeah, the air, yeah, yeah, that's not that's not Avatar at all. Um, uh, yeah, I know, right? They're all, but again, that is the benefit. Of, now that you bring it up, at least they're pulling from their own, right? Well, treasure trove. Dis, well, Disney owns Indiana Jones too, and yeah. they and That's they own saying. Tron. It's like, yeah, they're, they're stealing they're from, their from their own, their own material own stuff, at this yeah. point. Um, yeah, it's 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 weird. It's like I said, there's so much good. There are good bits in it. Mm-hmm. There's some cool design in it, and, and then they kind of have speckle this story on top of it and 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 it's just like it it's not as pretty as avatar 2 but it's doing the same thing which is look at all of this cool shit and here's Mm -hmm. some characters for you to pay attention to uh and it's just weird you know and it really is the more you're saying about it i'm remembering and realizing it really is kang's movie it is okay so let's let's talk about these characters let's talk about uh Kang Quantumania then. Let's talk about Kang Quantumania. That's the name of this movie now. Jonathan Majors played again, played He Who Remains in the Loki series. Now he's mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror. Um He's so intense. He just, just he's he's got he has he has 
people are going to slaughter me for so many reasons when I make this comparison. He has the exact same appeal as, not appeal, that's not the word I want, presence as um, Idris Elba does, mm-hmm. where he when he comes on screen, you're immediately paying attention to him, no matter mm-hmm. what he's doing. Um, and he never has to get up. And you still understand how you you and you still understand how intense he is. There are actors like that. Idris Elba is one. Um, uh, young Clint Eastwood was the same way. Young Clint Eastwood, not like sixty year old young Clint, but like thirty year young yeah. Clint Eastwood. You know that, but you know uh, Burt Lancaster in his mm-hmm. early early years could come on screen and you would immediately you're like something something yeah something. Everyone's happen. using a different word for it. Um, some people are, are telling us that he's Shakespearean. Some people are saying that he brings a gravitas to his. So everyone's trying to come up with their phrase that's going to attach and they're, and they're all good words. Type of man he is. Yeah, it, it's but it, it's just a presence. It's it, yeah. you know it's you you know if it, it when it you know if you're talking about an actress she has the it factor. Mm-hmm. You know we've had we've had several of those roll along. I mean, we have we have a new it girl every two or three years. The one that comes along that's going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though they replace them every couple of years, you look at back at the previous years, you're like, no, no. I'll still watch her. I'll still watch yep. her. I'll still watch her. I'll still, you're, you know, you're not replacing them. You're adding to the list. And I'll steal from an interview. Um, but, uh, major said that he studied Heath Ledger in the dark Knight. Another and one in that like role. I can tell. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Another one in that role, in that role, Ledger does the exact same thing when, I mean, um, it's, it's weird because I actually, I would tell my kid this when they were younger. Um, if, you know, if you're at work and someone's getting up, you know, depending on what you're doing or there's a coworker or a boss, I said, and you, I said, the best thing you can do to win any confrontation like that, stay calm Mm -hmm. because that will drive people (laughs) though. A they're pissed that you're not rising up, Mm -hmm. but, but once they get past that, they're like, what do they know that I don't? Mm-hmm. Or what it what what's going on, and it, it that's a huge thing uh, to to use for people. Um, but yeah, so you know, Majors uses it here. Ledger used it to great effect in The Dark Knight. Ed Elba does it. Like I said, young Burt Lancaster could do it. Young Clint Eastwood could do it. There, you know, um, uh, well, pretty much still Denzel Washington could also yeah. do it. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to say young, but then I remembered Macbeth. I'm like, no, yeah, it's still Denzel. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, which is great, by the way, if you haven't seen that movie, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, my God, that movie is so good. Um, but, yeah, there's those actors. And Majors, he's he's got it. He had it. Even when he was like that jovial he who remains in Loki, mm-hmm. he was never really up. Yeah. He would smile, but it was never. He was. I mean, it was it was weird. He could be happy and calm at the same time. And that kind of made it worse. And this one, it's just like Kang is like, no, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to have to kill you. And that's, you know, that's just the way. And I believed him. And yes. And you believe, <laughs> haven't I killed you before? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's disturbing. Kill me. But wait, what? Uh, but yeah. So, yeah. So that's. So, yeah. Every time Kang is on the screen. I think it's his movie, man. It, it is. Um, it, it really is. And that's that is the other problem with this. The, the first two Ant-Man movies were Ant-Man movies. They were about Scott point A to point B problem solving. And they use that bare bones framework here, but really this is Kang problem solving. Yes. Um, And then we get to the end and we see how all that is going to shake out. But um, it is, this is Kang's movie. There's no, there's no denying that it, it, it just is. People are going to have to live with that. Now, 
the big question, is this the most important film since Endgame in terms of, of the, the MCU moving forward? Mm-hmm. And does it do what it needs to do in terms of that? Because, again, you know, we talked about Phase 4 and my biggest, the biggest complaint about Phase 4 everyone has, like, we don't, nothing, is, we don't have a direction. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, you know, what are we doing? Does this film do what it needs to do to correct that? If you agree with that assessment of phase four. Do you think it depends on where we, where we're standing? Because no way home is that movie for me that had stupid high expectations. Once again, I'm way too deep Mm -hmm. into Twitter, reading all of the rumors. Right. And for the most part, that film delivered it. Okay. Inside the film and outside, it, it showed it, what Kevin is willing to do. It well, it did for a little bit of fan service, etc. But it, and but here is the thing: that was still a Sony movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Feige Granted. had input, <laughs> but he didn't have control. Mm-hmm. So in the end, that is still a Sony movie. Now Sony has dropped the ball with Venom and Venom Two, you know, uh, um, and Morbius. And which I don't hate. I'm which, not going to well, mention it again on the show. No, uh, but I don't. I don't hate Morbius. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I no, actually, it's still not the worst thing I've seen. <laughs> the first 45 minutes of Morbius is a perfectly serviceable yes. um, science run amok movie, mm-hmm. and then it goes off the rails. I said yes. the exact same thing about uh, Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, for the fir- the first 45 minutes of that abomination is a perfectly serviceable generic science fiction movie. Mm-hmm. And it ends as a complete pile of dog shit Fantastic Four movie. Yes, uh, so, but, but the first 45 <laughs> minutes, perfectly serviceable generic science fiction. Morbius, first 45 minutes, perfectly serviceable medical wackadoodle. Mm-hmm. And then it goes off the rails. Uh, so, you know, it just, it, it's like first 45. So Sony's not perfect. Um, so yeah, No Way Home really does kind of establish that the multiverse. And then we get Dr. Strange uh, in the multiverse of madness, which I am skewed to like, because I am a Sam Raimi fan. I'm an evil full fan. commitment to his style and his vision. It, it, well, full commitment to his style. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think he was about 80%. <laughs> and I yeah. think that was Kevin. Okay. I think Kevin kept that 20. If, if we'd have actually Kevin is gotten, always over his shoulder. Yeah. You, exactly. <laughs> I, so I, I think if we'd have gotten 95% Sam Raimi in multiverse of madness. Oh yeah. I, I'm down. I'm at the end of that movie. I said, give Sam whatever character he wants next. Whatever. Let's I know. It, right. Give it to him. Yeah. You know, he, he could probably do a Morbius movie, an mm-hmm. actual Morbius movie. Yeah. So, but yeah, so hopefully they give him another, well, he, he's earned another shot. hundred uh, percent. Uh, but again, I argue that Ron Howard deserves an actual Star Wars movie that he gets to develop from the ground up mm-hmm. because Solo is only as good as it is because he came in and fixed it. And yes. it's not a great movie. It's, it's serviceable. But I want to see what Ron Howard can do with an actual <laughs> Star Wars movie. But like yeah, no, word. Sam Raimi. But yeah, so Sam Raimi needs another movie. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but again, no, no Way Home. It's weird. So people are like, well, what's the best Marvel movie? And I'm like, well, I, I never include Iron Man in that and they're like well why and i'm like well because you can't you're because a purist well no it's an outlier <laughs> yeah. it's 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 an outlier nothing else happens without iron man if iron man crashes and burns hmm. 
nothing else happens. So you they might have it, to shut down. You can't really count. I mean, is Star Wars the best Star Wars movie? No, Empire is. But if Star Wars crashes and burns, nothing else happens. So you can't really. I mean, you know what I mean? So without it's a fair Iron point, Man, yeah. it, so so I I always take Iron Man out when people ask me what you know. So so the best Marvel movie is the Winter Soldier. Yes, one hundred percent. So, but, but I would, but I knew we were going to make it here. I but, knew that would come up. I knew Thor two would come up. That's, and... that, that's actually no longer the worst. I think love and thunder is actually the worst, but again, it's terrible that Thor has at least two of the worst. Yes. Three, <laughs> uh, Marvel movies, but no, so they say, I, I always take Iron Man out, but the, I will accept the argument that Iron Man is in fact the best Marvel movie. I will mm-hmm. allow that argument. I just won't make it. Yes. Because I can't. I was like, no, I have to divorce myself from that because I, I'm I'm a two Marvel guy. At the end of my comic book career, I had two books left. I had Iron Man and I had Fantastic Four. One of those has paid off, and one of those I am still waiting to pay off. So um, <laughs> hopefully, when we get the reboot of Fantastic Four, it will finally pay off. Uh, so, but again, but I'm so I'm invested in Iron Man as well. So again, I divorce myself from that. No Way Home is. The, Probably the best Spider-Man movie that Sony has made. And I love Tobey Maguire. But No Way Home is the best parts of all those other movies. Mm. And it's got a little Marvel magic sprinkled in. It's got the luxury that Tobey Maguire's series came out before it. Yes. As well. It does. So it, it so yeah, so there's, there's, there's a lot going on. So, but again, so I can't, I can't count no way home as part of the MCU. I can't because I, mm-hmm. I don't, I, it's not legit. It's like, it's like the visiting cousin. So, you know, it's, so it's You're not your favorite my kid. World. You're changing my world right now. You've taken away two of, I think probably my top 10 movies. Two of the, well, you can love them of Marvel. The you can best. say Marvel's, you can say Marvel themed Marvel studios. Wow. Even I think they still count, but they're not, but yeah, I can't. The of MCU phase? movies, I yeah. can't really count them. I, I just, I can't. Is Shang Chi the best Phase Four movie from beginning to end? The argument can be made that Shang Chi actually is the best Phase Four movie. Um, and I would have said until Love and Thunder that Eternals was the worst, and then Love and Thunder came out. You mentioned this earlier. Eternals does get a few things right for me i'm not going to go so far as to say oh it should have been a tv series or or anything like that right. but eternals does have some some moments that i did and, and, and it does and, that, and i think that's what frustrated most people about phase four yeah. is that you could see oh that could have been so good yes, people yeah. said that, that about so that much about, yeah. Every, it's like it's like oh that could have been so good it's like oh they could have yeah. been so good and it, it just it's not especially on the tv side because so many of them became truncated mm-hmm. due to budget or COVID or whatever um, they would yep. get truncated and switched around and the release dates would move. And so the TV shows I give, you kind of have to give a little more leeway to um, because they were planned to be longer and a lot of them were shorter, but a film it's like, no, 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 that film, this is your film. This is the box that you've built. And if you can't fill that box appropriately, that is on you. Yeah. The, um, so that, and that's the problem with love and thunder is uh for me it was that but but so Quantumania now phase five does it do what it needs to do you you I I, I took no way home from you you wanted no way home mm-hmm. to to fill that void and I'm not going to allow it it's my show I don't want to answer that. your question I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll start there I don't want to answer your question um I do if we jump back to Rotten Tomatoes for a really quick second I do believe that the fans 
are going to pull it back up and it's going to balance out. I have right. no idea where it's where it's going to end up. Um, I do think the film does an, it does enough to propel people forward. I don't think that they're going to abandon the MCU by any means. Um, no, I think I that Jonathan Majors is probably going to have four movies next year and then five the year after that. I don't, I don't know what his schedule has the space for. Um, I know. He's. I, I think it does it does enough. It does. It does enough. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how deep you want to go into post credit scenes, but I think the movie it does it does enough to keep us moving forward. I I, I like to try to evaluate without post credits because yep. those are really just glorified trailers. Yes. Um. <laughs> we went. What did, what were we watching? And the post credit scene was basically, uh, the trailer, the deep, the long trailer for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever whatever Marvel movie came out. I don't. I don't think it was Eternal. It might have been Shang Chi. No. No, it, it was a Marvel movie. I can't remember which one it was. But the but the post credit yeah. scene was literally Doctor Strange and Wanda in the orchard, mm-hmm. and we all came yeah. out. We're like, can we just watch oh, right. it yeah. again? They for gave that? it to you literally as a bonus scene. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can we just watch this movie again so we can watch that scene? And we're like, <laughs> that's not a good sign yeah. when that happens. Um, but yeah. So this, yeah. So you can't you can't have it. It, it does enough. Quantum Mania, I think. It does enough. It definitely does uh, pick the direction mm-hmm. of Phase Five, which is Kang, all Kang all the time, mm-hmm. which, God willing, will give us a good Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I think which, they have to land Fantastic. They, Four. If if they, damn, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be blunt about it. If they, they fuck that up again, yeah, it's over. Yes, I, I think not just for Fantastic Four. I think it's over. I think Marvel's done. I think they'll still put out movies, mm-hmm. but I think that shit is done. Um, yep. You cannot, you cannot consistently have a proper. I mean, blame Fox all you want mm-hmm. for Alba One, Alba Two, and then that that that, that abortion. Yeah, uh, from twenty fifteen. You've waited so long to get the property. I know it's, it's you, gotta you be literally good. cannot fuck that up. You have yep. to put your best people on it. You have to, you, you have to avoid any semblance of anything that what I call the, the YouTube hate industry yep. can latch onto beforehand. Mm-hmm. That shit needs to be pristine you got to shroud the entire movie and nothing and, gets in, nothing gets out. Nope. And, and then it's, it has to deliver. You can't, you can't half-ass it. That's gotta be, that has to be what Iron Man was. Mm-hmm. The first Iron Man. It literally has, you almost want, and, and I know, I can't remember who they have directing it or developing it, but you all, you need someone that's gonna, uh, John Favreau that, which is, yeah. I'm going to make, I'm going to make the movie I want to make because I love this character and this property. You don't. It's not the guy that wrote Infinity War and Endgame, is it? No, like, it's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why it, I forget his name. It, no, it's not Wandavision. It's not the Wandavision guy. It might be the Wandavision guy. I hate that I forgot. I know it's, I, and I yeah. don't want to look it up. But yeah, but, I agree with you 100. percent No, it's it's got to land. They, Feige needs to pick his guy. Mm-hmm. Give him the marching order, and the marching order really does just need to be: don't fuck it up. Yeah. And then literally just watch the budget. Mm-hmm. They need to stay off the sets. They need to stay out of the writer's room. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they need to just go, go make the Fantastic Four movie 
that the fandom wants. And I don't mean the the one that is the Rise of Skywalker fan service yep. for two and a half hours that does nothing. I mean, think about they, how long we've been waiting. They need they you said they need to land it. They have to stick the landing like Nadia Comaneci. They got. I mean, done. They need all. They they have to nail it, or it or they're 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 fucked. That, I mean, literally, I mean, you can say what you, oh, it's called like, oh, Thor, eh, eh, Iron Man, eh, eh. this is a fucking Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. The first Similar. family, the first family of Marvel, <laughs> you literally Sim- cannot fuck it up. Similar to, uh, I, did, I wasn't thinking it at the time, but Spider-Man for Sony, it did need to be good. It no needed to build, yeah, or, it needed to build, yeah. uh, going all the way back. Yeah. Um, it needed to build on, on itself. Uh, we know we don't have, f- between us, we don't have the mutants that we want right. yet. Fantastic Four has to hit. Yeah, they can't mess up. No, they can't. Yeah. Um, and, but they like said the X Men when they, when they finally bring those in, the X Men they can build those. You know, they're yeah. they're trying it's to a different drop, standard. It's a different standard. They can build it up, and it, and it's got a lot of good baggage or li- loved baggage. Yes. You know, it's got characters and actors that people appreciated. So mm-hmm. they have to. They have to be careful when they build it up in a, <laughs> in, a different, in a different way <laughs> than they need to be careful when they're doing Fantastic Four, because everyone yeah. understands what the Fantastic Four is and everyone understands what that movie needs to do. Yep. And if Marvel fails to recognize that, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt a lot. Um, yep. That Because, I mean, there's not another property out there. Even X-Men, they could make a crappy X-Men. They have made crappy X-Men movies. And people still love the X-Men. If you make one more shitty Fantastic Four movie, because <laughs> they haven't made any good ones. Yep. There's been no good ones. I, I Look, here's my here's my controversial Fantastic Four hot take, since we're, we're probably well past Quantumania, and we're going to start wrapping it up. The best Fantastic Four origin story committed to film 1993 Roger Corman. That is oh, the best all the way back. That is the best <laughs> origin, not movie. Mm-hmm. That is the best depiction of their origin because he literally took the comic well, he was producer, but they took the comic book mm-hmm. and they said this is the origin story and they literally they did it. Mm-hmm. Now, you can tweak that a little bit, but you can't go all wackadoodle and oh, reimagine the fa-. no, people are not they're not going to buy it. They're not no. They we've had that. That's not going to mm-hmm. work again. Um, you're, you've got to go back. You've got to give people what they want. They, you've got to give. You've already got me nervous, though. I think they believe that they're going to set it in the 50s, 60s, or 70s. <sighs> See, uh, but I'm okay with that. They could set it yeah. in the 60s. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's, I believe they've been. That's awesome in because space. then they yeah. then they could dump them in the quantum realm after two films and bring them back mm-hmm. now. And then you get yeah. a Captain America fish out of water. But Reed Richards is still the smartest man in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So who cares? Uh, it's you know it. There are ways to do it without fucking it up, mm-hmm. um, and they need they need to find one. If they stick the first <laughs> one, they can have a good second one. Yeah, but if they have a crappy first one, they're not no going to be a second one. <laughs> so and it, and it'll be ugly. Um, yeah. So let's wrap this up. We've wandered we've wandered our way through from phase one all the way to phase five and Ant Man mm-hmm. and the Wasp Quantum Mania. We agree that it it's done enough. Mm-hmm. To move us forward, I keep um, telling people it's a good movie. It's again, I I like Ant Man, yeah. So I, I tend to be I, I'm on the upper end of ambivalent. I'm at like a six, okay. which still yeah. puts me a whole ten percent above the Rotten Tomatoes critics, um, and I'll probably catch some flack for that. 
there yeah. are things that are just patently silly about this and not in that good Ant-Man way. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first two movies are just full of patently silly things, but it's okay because it's an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, it's the stakes are so big that you, you have to find a way they didn't, they didn't rely on too much humor, but yeah, like the, the, I had needs exchange mm-hmm. that one literally as short as that was that went on too long. Yeah, um, I prefer to the humor compared to Love and Thunder. Oh my! Love well, Thunder. yeah, it's it it's not Love, Love and Thunder, Thunder levels. Me, yeah. No, not it's not even close. Love and Thunder. Every every time they they tried to get serious, every time Watiti approached something serious in Love and Thunder, and could have done something really dark with gore, mm-hmm. he chickened out and he ran to dick jokes. Yes, and 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 that's the downside. Now in this one, there I mean, there's a lot of dark stuff. There's revolution. There's tyrants. There's death. Mm-hmm. There's displacement. There's all of this, and then there's also things that the hate industry can latch onto, and mm-hmm. complain about. Um, and then some of it's just not very well done. Yeah, and that's the I mean, so that's that's what I'm on. If there's stuff that's not well done, it's not well done. Um, that's that's the worst part of this is that it could have been it again, like so many things lately. It could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, but I, I think it's, I think it's good enough. Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, she's good, but again, a part, some of her writing is a little yep. wonky. Um, but again, Hank Pym, of course he's great, but some yep. of his wonking is a little right. Cass again, the weak spot for me is Cassie, Catherine Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, that character is just, it's a little, she's a little too iron heart, a little too smart, too young, too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and too important for no discernible reason. Yeah, uh, they so, put her on the same level, right? As Ant Man and the Wasp, right? Out of and, nowhere, and intelligently, I mean, she's theor- I mean, she's she's as because sm- Scott's not stupid. Scott is actually very smart, no. um, but he's 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 wacky. But he's not a scientist. He's an electrical engineer. Yep. So she's as smart as him, but she has interests that more align with the Hank Pym's and the Janet Van Dynes. So. But again, she's just bumped right up there. And it's like without, it just doesn't, it's, it's very jarring and, and doesn't really work, but they could have done this story without that. Yes. The, the, everything else could really remain the same. She could have been, you know, interested in ants and been studying the ants and that, you know, that technology and still had a suit and that, you know, you could have, they could have flipped, they could have flipped her and Hank a little bit. Yeah. And, and done that. So, you know, that would have been it. Yeah. She could have been the one with the little intelligent ant colony. So, yep. you know, that, that would have maybe made a little more sense. Um, so, but yeah, that's, that's the, that, that was the disappointing part for me is like, I wanted to like her more and I just, I couldn't, um, uh, Modoc fan that I don't you know, want to hurt you. <laughs> do you do, okay. So in rise, I, I could have gone rise, either way in rise yeah. of Skywalker. There's a line that sums up my thoughts about Modoc. Okay. They fly now. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact same feel. It's like, oh, they fly now. Why? Yeah. Well, we can sell that toy. Mm-hmm. And that's really Modoc. Modoc is he's a toy that they're gonna try to sell. And it's probably not because who wants Darren Cross's big head and little Nobody arms and like <laughs> uh no one's gonna buy that toy. But it's like it, literally Modoc could have been anyone else. But yeah. they're like, Oh, we can bring we can bring uh Corey Stoll back mm-hmm. and, and put him in the movie, which whatever. Again, it's just one of those moments where you're like, eh, it's like Bill Murray's got a cameo. That doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's a, now that I think about it, Bill Murray only has that one. He has that one scene. Scene at the that's table. It. Yeah. At the bar. Yep. That's it. Yep. And it's like, that eh, doesn't really mean anything. It literally doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, 
again, but that's that's the uh, that's the Michael Sheen role in Tron Legacy. Uh, so again, they, you are they, onto something, though. I, I there's a lot of Tron you, Legacy in this movie. You, know, <laughs> you have me wondering what's going on in the quantum realm right now, right now, with the Freedom Fighters and Bill Murray, exactly. Because there, now there's an empty gap. There is someone a gap. has to fill. Well, it. the, the yeah. Freedom Fighters are theoretically taking over. Kang is, mm. and Bill Murray, yeah. TBD. Yeah. So it's like, but again, it's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of cribs in this. Uh, a lot of cribs in this, but uh, like I said, I, you're right. It does it does enough. Uh, you're you're you sound like you're right right mid range. That five out of ten. I was going to use a bad baseball reference Go for earlier and just say that we got on base. We did. It's a it's a it's a it's a see it's a seeing eye single. I believe is the yeah. expression. It found its way through the infield and caught some grass. Yeah. So we're feeling good. We got our high five. That's right. The, so the base coach. Next so. next batter up. <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's that's, move, how, that's how I feel. Let's move some people around a bit. I like it. Let's let's go with that. Uh, yeah, my Phillies lost the World Series this year, but uh, I'll I'll take the baseball analogy. It's okay. Got you. <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, thank you, Jeffrey, uh, for coming on the show uh, and thank talking about me. all things Marvel. Apparently, instead of just Quantumania, which is always fun because there's so much to talk about and so much cross referencing we can do. Um, again, you're Atlanta based. Yes, sir. Uh, are you going to be at uh, Atlanta? You're not going to be at, at ATL Comic Convention. This is really random, but I will be in Orlando because I teach an indoor drumline. Nice. We're going, to, we're going to Orlando to compete. Nice. Uh, so, drumline so is so cool. We do not out west. That's not our thing. That mm-hmm. and that that's a southern thing, but it is so cool. If you go farther, if you get all the way to California. Yeah, that's true. Then, then, then a couple pop up. Yeah. yeah, a couple pop up. But it's it's just you yeah. can just watch that and listen to that all day. It's just like, man, it's yeah. so awesome. It's like I have zero skill on anything. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And I just watch those guys and I'm just like, you yeah. win. <laughs> you're all you're all awesome. You all win. That's all that matters. Uh, well, hopefully at some point uh, I will uh, get to see you at a future, maybe perhaps at a future yes. ATL comic convention, as its mm-hmm. official name is. Uh, stupid copyrights. But uh <laughs> That's another long story, <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Tell everyone where they can read. What, where are your outlets? Where can they read your reviews? Where can they see you, listen to you? I'm a little everywhere. Uh, right now, I started writing for uh, Murphy's Multiverse most recently, and then I also write for a outlet that's called Niger Nerds. Um, it's very, very specific to like African diaspora in the comic in- industry, in uh, film, in video games, all of that. Um, I believe we found one another on Twitter. Uh, Jeff WP one uh, one, and I think that's about all. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so so I'm around. <laughs> you are around everywhere, uh, yep. and you're welcome to come back here anytime because uh, we're going to have more stuff to talk about. Speaking yep. of Jonathan Majors, Creed three in mm-hmm. a couple weeks. Yeah, uh, seeing that on Tuesday or Wednesday. I, I believe that's think. A, I think that's a Wednesday night for me, but yep. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, that I believe is coming. But that's coming, so we can talk about that in the future if you mm-hmm. want. Uh, he might be taking over. He. I think we need to get ready. Well, conquering, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> there you go. All right. And on that terrible Jonathan Majors pun, thank you again, Jeffrey. Uh, everyone, thanks for uh, listening and or watching to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. As always, I have been Mark, your host. Don't forget to like us and follow us on social media at VS Movie Podcast or go to the website vsmoviepodcast.com. And until we talk to you again and or Jeffrey again, take it easy, stay safe, and we will talk to you all later. Bye-bye.